Kia from your Every Nation Southside family here in Papatoitoi, Auckland. You are now listening to a podcast from our church service and we pray that you will be blessed by it. For more information, please visit our Facebook page or feel free to contact our church office. And, and, and we're talking about the message of salvation and, you know, salvation is, is really not just about the day that we got saved, you know, it's not, it's not just about, yes, yes, Jesus died on the cross Yes, he rose from the dead, and yes, he has forgiven us so that we can, you know, receive forgiveness, receive reconciliation, so we don't have to go to hell, right? We get to be in heaven with him. But I have to say salvation is more deeper than just, okay, yes, it's, it's that. But salvation really means to be delivered, you know, to be healed, to be saved from, to be, to, to be whole again. You know, it's so amazing to be whole again. You know, I, I, throughout my journey in walking with God, I've been a Christian for about uh, coming to 12 years now, and I've seen God molding me, you know, bringing me back to, to wholeness, to, to what I was supposed to be right before I fell in sin. Like, like how Adam and Eve, when they, before they fell in sin, they were whole. They were in, in complete, you know, fellowship and connection with God. Uh, no sin tainted their relationship with God. No sin brought, you know, um, depression and, and hurt and pain and all the sorrow. But there was just this, this wholeness, you know. And throughout that week, I felt healed from God. It was almost like, like God grabbed my heart and ripped out all that junk and all, that, all the hurt and all the grief and all the, the pain that I was going through. Uh, you know, God heals us. And, and it's not just a one-time healing, but it's, it's a process of healing, and that's what salvation is. Salvation is, yes, he saves us to go heaven, but he also saves us continuously, bringing deliverance, bringing healing, bringing wholeness in our lives. And so my prayer this morning is that, Lord, I pray, you know, let me pray, Lord, I pray that our people, Lord, this morning, God, that you would start healing people, God. You would start bringing people back to their true identity in you, God. Lord, I, there are some people here right now that are, that are probably going through just, just trauma, through, you know, maybe, maybe mental uh, hurts or just past emotions. And Lord, I even ask you right now that, Lord, you bring a revelation of salvation. You bring a revelation of who you are as a father this morning, God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing in, in, in Southside this morning. In Jesus' name, we all say, amen. Amen. Awesome. So... My hope this morning is that I want to help you, uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit help me, <laughs> to communicate the meaning of salvation, and um, my main thing that I want to help you understand is that you would realize who God is. Man, He's such a good God. He's such a good Father. And whom you belong. You see, God is a family God, you know. Right from the beginning, God desired for us to be in family. God desired for us to be in relationship with him. You see, the Bible says this. The Bible says, God is love. Love is God. 1 John 4, 8, God is love. That's who he is. God doesn't actually need us. He's the self-existing one. Why? Because he is love. If you want to understand true love, if you want to understand pure love, you look to him. And his love is a holy love. It's not tainted love. It's not, it's not 
you know, it's, it's love that's patient. It's love that's kind. It's love that does not rejoice over evil. You know, it doesn't promote evil. It promotes good. It promotes righteous living. It's a pure and holy love. And because God is love, he created us in, you know, in his image and likeness. Just like an artist, like myself as an artist, you know, I love art. I love creating. You see, love cannot just stay there by, on its own. It's got to create. It's got to grow. It's got to expand. It's got to, you know, um, if you're passionate about something, you know, if you're passionate about chocolate cake, you're not just going to sit there and make your own chocolate cake. You're going to go make chocolate cake for Eddie. You're going to go make chocolate cake for Rochelle. You're going to make chocolate cake for anyone. You know, it's, you're passionate. You're going to create. You're going to expand. So it's so, the reason I'm sharing this this morning is because it's so key to understand who God is, your view of God. So the Bible's really clear that God is a family God. God is the triune Godhead, the Trinitarian God, three in one, one in three. The uh, famous a theologian, Christian theologian called Grudem, and he said this about the, the Trinity. He says that God eternally exists eternally exists as three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And each person is fully God, and there is one God. If you want to understand unity, family, you look to who God is. God is, God is love, and God is a triune God. God is three in one, one in three. God is the triune Godhead. And you see... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so in the beginning, God created us so that we could be in relationship with him. However, when, when we talk about the message of salvation, it's pretty obvious that, um, so we, we've been alienated by, you know, because of our sin. Uh, the, the, the message that I want to talk to you this morning is about coming from alienation to belonging, okay? From alienation to belonging. And so when sin entered in, you know, Adam and Eve felt the sense of alienation from God. I, uh, a few years ago, I used to, um, actually not a few years ago, sorry, what, what am I saying? I'm, I'm 33 years old. Um, I was, well, bro, that was ages ago. I, I used to work in a youth program called Tyler. And uh, this youth program, program is, is called Tyler and it's called Turn Your Life Around. That's the, uh, the name of the program. And, it's, and it was for youth at risk, and um, uh, the, the, the youth that, that were sent to this program had um, been sent to this program because they had beaten up teachers, um, they were in drugs, you know, the wagging school. I mean, they were not the best in, in society. I mean, they were, they were named as the, the rebellious ones. And so these were intermediate kids, and, and I remembered I, I'd, I'd come there and after schools, and I would be, I'd, I'd teach them, I'd coach them. And um, I would teach them maths and English, and um, this was primary school grade education because um, a lot of them were just not doing good at school. They were not progressing in their education. But, you know, what I found was when I was working with these kids and, and just talking to them and, and just hearing their story, and, um, you know, what I found is this, is that, you know, they, they live in broken families. You know, they live in homes where they're father beats up the, the mom, um, you know, they, they live with, without their parents, some of them, you know, some of them just live with their caregivers, 
no wonder why these young people, you know, uh, the way that they are right now, you know, they, they, they come to school, you know, they feel rejected, they feel, you know, home should be a place of righteousness, peace, and joy, right? You know, the Bible says that the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. You see, when they're at home, there's no righteousness at home. Or they, they, don't, they don't see um, good morals and values that they're, that they're learning. They just, they just, you know, what, what can I get out of this? What can I have? You know, I'm hurt, so I'm going to get what I want. They don't see righteousness. They don't see peace at home. All they see is, is, is violence. All they see is, is negative words, discouragement. You know, they, they, don't, they don't see joy at their home. Well, they, they have happiness, Maybe, maybe for a short time, but happiness is only temporary. But you see, these kids don't see, they don't, they don't experience that. But in God's kingdom, there is righteousness, peace, and joy. And that's what they need. And you see, I realized that they had never experienced a, a home of safety, of encouragement, a place of empowerment. So, um, so obviously they would live how the way they live and, and, and they would be judged by that. You see, these kids felt alienated. They felt a sense of alienation from society. They, feel, they felt an alienation from, from being in school. You know, they, did, they, they didn't feel accepted. So they would get judged. And so obviously they'll live like that because that's their identity. But you see, God is higher than that. God desires to show us that we do belong, we do belong to the most amazing God who desires to bring you into the fullness of joy. The Bible says that in his presence, there's fullness of joy. In his kingdom, there's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's exactly what Adam and Eve felt. When sin entered in, they were shut out from the presence of God. Do you know what the meaning of alienation is? The meaning of alienation means to be uh, shut out, um, to be shut out from, from, from intimacy, to be shut out from fellowship. And, and, and that's what Adam and Eve felt. They felt shut out from connection with God. They felt shut out from His intimacy with, with, with the most amazing God of the universe. You see, but you know what I want to say? Praise God that we are not shut out. Praise God that he does not desire anyone to be shut out from his presence. Praise God that that's why he sent Christ to come to, to live the life that we should have lived and to die the death that we should have died in our place for our sin, for our penalty, for our penalty so that we can be restored, so that we can experience the fullness of joy in his presence. Right? Amen? Amen. <clears throat> so there's good news, church. There is such a good news there. Ephesians 2.13 says this. But now in Christ Jesus, you who, were, who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Wow. We have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Man, who here has experienced debt before? Don't raise your hands. Actually, don't raise your hands here. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Shouldn't raise your hands. But anyways, I've experienced debt. 
man, I, I, I had a $24,000 debt. Oh, man. Bro, like when I was thinking about that, man, I had 24,000 debt and I was like, how am I going to pay this off? I'm probably going to be like 100 years old or something if I ever live that long. Man, to pay off that debt. Uh, thank God that I have a wife that, you know, is like always telling me like, Leonard, you got to pay off that debt. Hurry up, we don't want that debt. I'm, you're 33 years old now, you got to pay off that debt. <laughs> it's a student loan debt, man. I had, I had, I studied for three years and I got a debt, 24,000 debt. Bro, that was paid off, completely paid off by the grace of God. Man, that's, that's a, such an awesome feeling, right? When that debt's paid off, that weight, that burden, you know, when you have debt, that's the same feeling when you have, when, when that sin, when that, when that, that, that stronghold or, or, or that, that, that emotional hurt or whatever it is that, that's holding you down, you know? But when you experience Christ, when you experience what Jesus did on the cross for you, he didn't just die so that you go to heaven. Because if our Christian walk was just about us dying and go to heaven, then we might as well stay baptized underwater and just stay there so we can just go to heaven faster, right? No, of course not. No, because God wants to save you so that you can be changed completely, so that you can be a blessing to other, others. You see, we have all eternity to love God. We have all eternity to be in intimacy, to know God, but we don't have all eternity to reach the loss. Did you know that? We don't have all eternity to go and make disciples. We don't have all eternity to go and, and, and preach this good news. Because there are people out there that, are, that, 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 that don't know this good news. And we need to, we need to open, open our mouths and share the good news. It's only temporary here on earth. But we have all eternity to love God. As great as it is that when we receive salvation, and, and yes, He saves us from our sin, and we can love Him freely, but we don't have all eternity to go out and bring people to belong to Christ so that they can come to know Jesus, right? Amen. See, I love this good news. I love the fact that Christ died and, and, and freed us from our debt. It is such good news. See, it's so different to all the religions of this world. You see, all the religions of this world teaches that if I work harder, if I pray more, if I go to temple, if I go to Mecca, if I do good things, then I can have my reward. But the good news is, Jesus said, it is finished. He died on the cross. He rose again. It's like a picture that's been painted and it's been signed, copyright. Jesus Christ, I finished this picture. It's done. No one else can go and paint on it. It's offensive if you come out and just paint on it and add to it. You see, it's nothing to do with you. It's everything to do with who God is and what he did for you. Man, your debt is paid. You see, the Bible says this in Colossians. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. And check this out. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Wow. He took it even further. You see, when he died on the cross, he took away condemnation. The Bible says that 
those who are in Christ are a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. The Bible says, therefore there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Because the spirit of life has set me free from the, from the law of sin and death. You see, the law of sin and death is you sin, you go to, you die, you suffer the consequences. But Jesus died in our place to set us free so that we don't have to con feel condemned anymore and put our heads down. But we can put our heads up, lift our heads up high in confidence and worth and, and, and just joy in the Lord. That's why the Bible says it's the joy of our salvation. <clears throat> you know, I, when I'm on campus, you know, me and Fee, when we're on campus and we're just preaching the gospel and, you know, we're discipling students and, and when we go through the one-to-one -one with them and we do the purple book and, we, you know, we're just helping them to follow Christ. And I always, I always hear the same responses and, you know, the students will always say this, like when we're going through the, the, the topic on salvation, they would always say this when we asked them, hey, would you like to commit your life to Christ right now? They would always say this, they would say, yes, I would love to believe in Jesus, I love to follow Jesus, but I don't know if I'm going to stay there. I'm going to, uh, I don't know if I can commit to Christ because I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to go back to my old ways. I'm afraid I'm going to go back to my old, my old life. That is so not true because, like I said, it is not to do with who you are. It is to do with who Jesus is and what he's done for us. You know, there's, uh, I think of two lions, okay, and um, the first lion, and there should be a slide there, the first lion, and um, these two lions have different roars. The first lion roars like this, because, you know, he's trapped, you know, he's weighed down, he's in a cage, he's trapped. He says, sometimes, sometimes Christians are like that. You know, do you realize the salvation that Jesus purchased on the cross? Do you know that the cage is unlocked by the blood of Jesus? That cage is unlocked. You are free. You can actually walk out of that. Right? But you see, the second line is different. When he roars, he's like, you know, it's like a, like a roar, like Simba, you know, like, roar. You know, he, he's, he's, walked, he's walked out of the cage. He's gone to new territory. He's gone to new pastures, right? He knows who he is in Christ. He's been set free. He lifts his head high because he knows who he is. He's a son. She's a daughter of Christ. Your royal, royal priesthood, holy nation. You were once a person alienated. You were once a person that was condemned, but now you're not. You're set free. And I want to preach that this morning because I, I, I'm sick and tired of seeing a defeated life of Christians because we're not defeated. We're set free, and we have the power of God living inside of us. Praise God. Man, you know, there's a difference when we live like a son and, and, and as we live like a slave. There's a huge difference of a son and a slave. You know, when a slave works, when a slave works, when he comes to work, you know, he works with, for the, his boss. Ah, oh, when, when, when can I get paid? 
you know, I just want to, I just want to hurry up and just get my job done. And then, you know, when he's, when he's cleaning up and stuff, say he's cleaning up at McDonald's. I don't know why I'm thinking of McDonald's, but <laughs> cleaning up at McDonald's and, you know, he just does a, he does a sloppy job. He sort of just does a, you know, half pie job, talks bad about the boss. Oh, this boss doesn't pay me enough, man. He's just, what can, what can I get out of this? But you know, when a son comes in and he, when he works, he works differently. He knows that his boss is his father. He works with pride because he knows my dad loves me. I'm in his presence. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. In his presence, there's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I know my father. I'm, uh, and when he works, he works excellent. He works over and above. He doesn't talk bad about his dad. And in, and in, in fact, if, if, if that slave was talking bad, he would, hey, bro, don't talk about my dad like that. That's my father in heaven. Don't you talk like that. You know, you're a son of God. When Jesus died on the cross and rose again, he purchased your salvation so you can realize that you're a son. So that you can realize you're the daughter of the most high God. So lift your head up. Don't look down. Don't chew on lemons and look sour. Just get up. And, and man, do you realize that there's no condemnation in Christ? Yeah, maybe if you fall down, just get back up. Because the righteous falls seven times, but, but he rises again, right? You see, he died, he rose, and he brought us in a place of belonging. The Bible says this. See, he, he puts us in family. John 1, uh, the true light which gives light to everyone. I'm finishing around here now. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, this is talking about Jesus here, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. Wow, the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood. See, it's nothing to do with us. It's nothing to do with you and I. Not of the will of the flesh. Again, it's nothing to do with us. We had nothing to do with saving ourselves. Nor of the will of man, but of God. You see, he brought us into family. He brought us so that we can belong with him forever. I'm just going to share one more thing, and just as I finish, um, <clears throat> you know, um, obviously you guys know that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a new father now, and uh, praise God for my son. Um, he was born uh, on, the, on the 12th of, of June. It's, uh, yeah, this 2018, wow, <laughs> this year, at Waitaki Hospital at 1.01 a.m., um, yeah, new dads. I can't believe how you guys can stand in that delivery room, eh? It's so crazy. But um, praise God, you know, Ezra was born, and um, I remember when he came out, and um, and he went on. The doctor took him out, put him on on Joey's chest, and and I remember all the anguish and all the pain and all the suffering that that that, that Joey was going through, my wife, and um, 
she, she just all of that subsided. Just all, you know, it was like, it's so true, like what the Bible says, you know, when, when, you know, when, the, when a baby comes out, you know, there's, there's, there's all that joy just comes out of, of, the, of the mother. Like it just all that pain, just all the sorrow just goes away. And when he opened his eyes the first time, you know, Ezra, he, he had like a little, like, he opened his eyes like this, like, like that, you know, like, like, like the people's eyebrow or something. Like, huh? You know. And then I thought to myself, I was like, wow, God, you know, this is so amazing. Because when Ezra was born, he had nothing to do with it. Did, did he have anything to do with, with earning our love? You know, he was born out of pure love. Yeah, pure love. Anyways, um, he was born out of love. He, was, he didn't have to earn anything. You know, even if he pooped, even if he did something, you know, he was crying or whatever. We all know that parents love their kids regardless of what they do and what they don't do. That is the same way with our salvation That is the same way with what God did for you and I. We were once alienated from God, but now we belong. We belong in His kingdom forever, and nothing can shake it. You know, some of you guys here this morning are probably just, some of you here need to give your lives to Christ. You know, it's so good. God desires for you to to know Him the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He desires to bring you into family. He desires to heal you. He does, desires to heal you emotionally. Some of you guys have, have faced trauma, just, just heartache, stuff that you know you cannot change. But only God can change you. It's not by the will of man, nor by, by blood, but it's by God. Only He can save you. Only He can change you. Let's just bow our heads as I pray. Mm-hmm.